opinionated as fuck. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode, episode two of the Opinionated as Fuck podcast. I'm Adam Butler, MSR Adam. That's pretty little Danny. Hey, y'all. What's happening? Ooh, this one's gonna be rough. <laughs> did a little drinking. Ooh, I did a lot of drinking. A little bit of drinking. Mm. Shout out to my family. Mm. We had a great night, but I'm surely paying for it right now. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell. That's okay, though. We're going to get this energy up. Yes, we are. You're going to be all right. You got your... What's that you're drinking on? I have a Thin Mint Latte. Thin Mint Latte. I hope Courtesy of a Busboy and Poets. It's going to get me through. Boys. Shout out to Busboys yeah. and Poets. You know They're getting saying? me through. Get them. Get her through. Get her through. You ready for this first topic? What you got for us? So, Michael Bennett found himself into a little bit of some drama this week. Uh, He's the Seahawks linebacker, Super Bowl winner champion. Mm-hmm. Went out to the fight, Mayweather McGregor. Mm-hmm. There was an alleged shooting. Mm-hmm. He's big. He's black. He's tall. He's threatening. Yeah. He was wrongfully detained to to what he says he's he was wrongly detained because of this incident. Right. And now it's kind of really spiraled out of control. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it's him in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I will say has been on his side versus the Las Vegas police. So. Right. Right. What's your thoughts on this? You know What's that's going on? and you know you made a good point about how the NFL has been on the side. They released a letter the uh, police did the Vegas police right, right. Um, basically trying to call him a liar, um, anything like that. And what we'll do for this podcast is we'll put a link to the to the whole story okay. in the description so people can read the entire story because, like you were telling me earlier, it's kind There's of so it's, much going on. With yeah, this. it's a lot to it, and and basically that Michael Bennett was was. Um, allegedly assaulted by the police you know what i mean and, right. and, and um and racially profiled and, he said. right and racially profiled as you as you explained earlier and you're right like the the, the thing to point out in this case because it's important because of all the cap stuff is that the nfl has seemed to have his back on this one now i don't know if they made a statement or anything like that i don't think i've seen the nfl make a statement roger like, oh, goodell did he did, made, he, did he, he made a, a nice little statement okay um like you said, they wanted to basically investigate him. And I believe they stated that because of this allegation of this uh, racial profile and that mm-hmm. somehow he had violated the NFL's conduct policy. Okay. And so Roger Goodell basically said, we're not going to investigate yeah. this any further. Yeah. We find him to be a, you know, a stand-up guy for right. his community and within the NFL. And I was right. really surprised. Yeah. I'm not. And, and, and so again, I'm for me. And when I say I'm not surprised, it's not because, um, I'm pro NFL or against the NFL for that matter. It's just that I saw their reaction to the cap thing. Okay. It's just that when the cap thing happened, their reaction paled in comparison to what cap was doing. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so with cap kneeling, unless they came and they did come out, they they came out and said that we support his right to do what he needs to do. Right. Right. Unless they came out recently, like we talked about in our last episode, and basically just forced the team to give him a job, they're going to look bad in this, right? right. So it's like, you know, they were kind of put in a position where they couldn't really do anything but sit quiet and let the players do what they got to do. So I'm not surprised that they defended him, one, because they have to, because all the stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. Two, you know, it, they haven't shown – see, we haven't talked to every owner and so we're assuming that some of the owners are racist because they have not signed, you know, the other player. But I'm not sure if the organization of the NFL, like the actual people in the NFL office is 
a necessarily racist organization or organization that wouldn't stand by a player during a tough time. Right. Well, it's hard not yeah. to stand by Michael Bennett in the first place. Right. Right. He is um, very involved in the community. Yeah. He definitely speaks out on um, in social, uh, excuse me, in social justices. Yeah. Him and his brother as well. So it's not hard to see why someone would want to stand up in yeah. this corner. But just given um, this back and forth now, it's just where we, where are we going to end up in this story? It's just another yeah. soap opera piece to yeah. um, throw out there while the season's going on. And it's just yeah, not again. But the good thing is, though, there was some positivity from this because, like I said, Roger Goodell did um, mm-hmm. turn down the or decline to further investigate, which I mm-hmm. didn't even understand why there would be an investigation. If mm-hmm. I state that you allegedly racially profiled me, what mm-hmm. conduct am I not, you know, standing up for or standing up? It, right. it doesn't really make any sense. It sounds like they're just um, throwing water under the bridge and kind of going like a little tit for tat because right. they're kind of out here wide open. There's video out there. Yeah. TMZ has um, posted it. And yeah. you can clearly see, I mean, when is big, black, tall, wide, whatever, <laughs> going to stop me so, stop being so threatening? Hey, look, <laughs> who you telling, right? And I, and I get it. So, you know, to me, the NFL has nothing to do with this. Only reason the NFL is involved is because of the protest that's going on and Michael Bennett, this happening to Michael Bennett only stamps what certain players, a lot of players in the league are saying is a problem and one in particular that's taking a knee, right? So that's why the NFL is involved. But but other than that, this is this has nothing to do with them. This has everything to do with Michael Bennett, black men, black people. And the police department in the Las Vegas police department in particular, right? Like, so the fact that, you know, the thing that boggles my mind about any of this and whenever something like this happens, so a person says, look, I was harassed by an organization. Let's just call the police an organization, right? right? Because I'm trying to stress it. Like if I went to Rite Aid and the, and the um, cashier was rude to me, right? Or harassed me in some way, mm-hmm. then I would say I would make a complaint. Listen, your cashier was rude to me. I'm just trying to make this as simple as possible. Your cashier was talking to me any old way. They put their hands on me or whatever. I'm writing a letter to the company. You need to do something about this cashier. In that situation, the company would go, "Look, <clears throat> we're going to investigate this. We're going to look into this." Then I say, "Hey, I got video right. that proves it." <laughs> then that organization will go, "Well, damn, <clears throat> we're sorry this happened to you." We're going to terminate that employee. This is what you hope they would say. We're going to terminate that employee. And then, you know, even with, on top of that, here's a free, right. you know, um, honey bun or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, something, right? With the police, it seems like, you know, it, it, it feels like they can do no wrong. Right. Unless they're caught so red-handed that it's not even funny. And even in that case, it's a, well, we got to investigate. That point. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And leave it up to, you know, we're going to see what the, what the court says and with this and that. There's never any accountability. Right. There's no, now, full disclosure, one of my best friends in the world, a police is, is basically a brother to me is a police officer. We have these discussions often. You know, he helps me understand certain things. Cool. But. At the end of the day, and I think he agrees with me. I'm not going to name him because I don't want anybody, you know, but I think he agrees with me that there could be more accountability on their part. Yes. Because our job is not to police them. Right. Right. We don't, we did not take an oath to, even though they tell me the protect and serve thing is not a real thing. That's what they tell me. Okay. But I hear protect and serve. Right. It's on it, a badge. That's what it is. Yeah. It's on their cause. It's on everything. But what I understand, again, I'm not an officer. I don't work. I don't work for the police. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, you know, so I don't know. But 
I'm just a citizen that wakes up every morning. It's not my job to wake up in the morning and just be. That's what I'm. That's what God put me here right. to do. You see, what I'm saying your job is to watch out for me and make right. sure you know and, and and protect me. You know what I'm saying? And so, we talked about this. I think right. the definition of policing has completely done a 180. If yeah. it ever meant what mm. it was supposed to mean, because I right. think in society, I mean, we're just these things have been going on. Mm-hmm. We have a system of how we're supposed to live. And other people have a different system of how they're supposed to live. And the yeah. rules and regulations don't necessarily apply to both. Yeah. However, taking an oath to protect and serve doesn't have a disclaimer on what the person looks like or mm-hmm. how they might may, may make you feel. Mm-hmm. If you're that damn jumpy when you see anybody mm-hmm. and you're the one with all of the, mm-hmm. you know, exterior protection, yeah. you don't, this is not the job for you. Yeah. Because how I see it is you're supposed to put your life on the line. That yeah. means if I, if I am tripping or if I do feel froggy and I, decide to pose a threat Mm -hmm. you should have to take the brunt of that before i do Mm -hmm. am i wrong you know it's no you're supposed to be protecting and serving me or protecting me from myself yeah not feeling like you know when i see someone that -hmm. appears to be threatening to me right Right. i mean because you already have the upper hand it just doesn't even make sense that's what i would like to ask how to even make this a better situation what does policing mean anymore what does your oath what does what do you all even stand for yeah, I'm going to keep it real, you know, as honest as I could be at this moment, you know, because um, that guy you're describing and also it's not just black men, you know, all, we, we happen to be the face of this, but I mean, Sandra Bland, right. you know, you're just in, in, in as much danger as I am. Correct. But when you describe that six foot four, 250 pound, dark skin, black man, you're describing me. Right. And I'm frankly tired of being afraid of police, or people, or police being afraid of you. Yeah, yes, I'm. I'm really tired of that feeling of if the police pull up, my heart starts to jump. I'm nervous, which makes them nervous, right? right? And the the feeling of you know, all right, not just getting locked up, which is bad enough. Being locked up for a day, especially on the weekend or whatever, like you're not getting out. You know, you go, you get locked up on a Friday. You're not getting out to Monday because you're not going to see that, that that judge till Monday, right? right? So you can be set up in some cell with some dudes that really probably really need to be up in there or not. Everybody angry is claustrophobic. Right. Eating Just bologna a bad sandwiches situation. is a bad situation. But that's that should be the worst of it. I'm afraid of getting my ass kicked. I'm afraid of getting killed. Right. I'm afraid of a mistake, and that's a hard way to live. And if I have to, if 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 Bennett has to feel that way, who is a multimillionaire and has a known face, then imagine how the regular person like myself or anyone right. else has to feel about it. So it's getting really old and all, you know, and again, I, I can offer all of this like, you know, um, you know, professional advice, you know, as a media professional. But really, for me, I just wish they would just start listening. So, again, when you talk about Cat, when you talk about Benny, you talk about other people who are making stands against police brutality instead of fighting them so much. Right. Come together. Just talk to them. Listen to them. Exactly. Maybe they have a point. You know, you may not like what they want to hear. I'm, and and I mean, this last thing I'm going to say, but last, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop running my mouth. You know, when I hear women talk about women's issues and tell me that certain things are wrong. As a man, I have to just listen to that. Right. I'm not a woman. I'm not in your position. I don't deal with the things you deal with. Right, you but you're willing to open the dialogue. Right. And shut up sometimes. Right. And sometimes you got to shut up. Like, dialogue is one thing. 
But if you're telling me something, sometimes I just got to shut up and go, right. hmm. You and know take what I mean? heed. Let it yeah. sink in. Understand what the issue is. Because yeah. then what you'll find is that there are some similarities there. We right. may see the same situation the same way or we may not. And even right. if we don't, it opens up the door for a conversation. Change can happen without the conversation. Instead of yeah. just being scared and feeling more comfortable behind a gun, mm-hmm. open the door for a conversation. Because mm-hmm. really the problem is you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that that description does sound intimidating, but mm-hmm. where did the fear of intimidation come to begin with? Right. I mean, what? Yeah. and my thing was, what the hell did you think he was doing? He was coming out of a damn nightclub from Las Vegas. Yeah. Know your damn surroundings, surroundings this, all of these celebrities around. Who the hell did you think he was? Right. I mean, he's ducking. If you said that there's a damn shooting, who's not going to duck? Yeah. I mean, you almost get penalized for doing or having a natural reflex. Right. We're not, and I don't mean to offend anyone, you just see this in movies a lot. You hear danger, you see danger. Mm-hmm. White folks go to the danger, black folks run. Yeah. So why in the world are we penalized when that happens? Why do you, I don't find anything wrong when people run when they see police. Yeah. Black people, black and brown people. Because yeah. what the hell do you expect? Yeah. It's the fear, it's the intimidation that hell, if I'm caught, I don't know what <laughs> this night is going to look like. Right. And that's why when we talked about this a few days ago off, off air, um, I was like, we need to help people understand why he ran. Right. The question is, why did he run? Right. Now, for us, that's a trigger. That that question is triggering. And I understand that, right? Because, of course, he ran because we understand. Because inside our community, we understand that. Like, when you see the police, you could be mistaken. You could be innocent as innocent can be, but you could be mistaken. Because at the end of the day, we all look the same. So, with Michael Bennett... As a NFL professional, a guy that I just saw on CNN pretty, pretty much a week before this incident, okay? He's on CNN talking to Anderson Cooper about racial issues. So he's a known guy. Right. He's at Vegas for a fight. Now, yes, Vegas is a little it's seedy. We, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be naive here now. Like, you know, not everybody that's going to the Mayweather fight is, is legit. You know what right. I mean? Boxing <laughs> has always been, you know, the spot where everybody with a little bit of cash goes and, you know, True. where that cash True. comes from, whatever. And there's a shooting going on. Okay. But the fact that even Michael Bennett, a guy who, who is a celebrity, a known, one of the more known NFL players because of the stance he's taken on police brutality, feels the need to run from police is telling. Yes. It's telling. Because you know why? Jay-Z hit it on the head. Mm-hmm. Still nigga yes it doesn't matter how much class Mm -hmm. how much clout how much money who Mm -hmm. you know who you don't know right they have some and when i say they i mean people that still think that way Mm -hmm. because we're not going to assume that every person that's not us feels the same way so we're not going to do that but yeah it doesn't matter michelle obama has come out and talked about it It doesn't matter what the status is they're looking at the color of your skin that's it you fit that profile big black Whatever, it don't even matter if you're big and black. You can be little and light skinned. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if they, if you know, it just seems like we're all just pretty much like collateral damage out there. And again, you know, all I can say for myself, and this is ironic, we talking about this, but but you know, all I can say for myself is that I am tired of being afraid of that. Yeah, I run into some cool ones. I'd venture to say I ran into some cool ones earlier. Okay. You know what I mean? They were cool, but I, I that fear. I'm tired of that fear. Right. When I haven't done anything wrong, I'm living my life, you know, the way I'm supposed to live it, the best way I can, at least. And that fear of, you know, something might happen to me by people who are supposed to protect me is a terrible feeling. I shouldn't feel the same way about 
offices as I do walking in like in the alley and I see like a group of just like seedy people. Right. You know they what I mean? They almost give you the same feeling. It's like, and that's yeah. what I mean by going back and we're going to wrap this up, but just yeah. going back to the conversation, uh, having a conversation and figuring mm-hmm. out what does policing mean? Yeah. What do you expect out of the community? Because just as much as you expect out of us, we expect out of you. Mm-hmm. We pay your salary actually. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yo, kudos to the NFL players that are trying to put a spotlight on this. Kudos to everybody that's trying to put a spotlight on this, but but, but specific, specifically NFL players and pro athletes that are doing because they have a major platform. And in this particular case, kudos to the NFL for standing behind this man. Right. You know what I mean? Like, for real, if we're protesting and asking the NFL to do more, that's a small way to do it. Right. You to know say what I mean? that we're behind you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we were asking for for the other situation. Right. right? And so we're just taking small baby steps. That's it. Small baby steps. <laughs> I love it. On to a, a, a lighter note. Uh, something what you got l- next? less heavy than, than what we were just talking about. Uh, one of my favorite shows on, on TV right now is Insecure. You like I Insecure? love Insecure. Shout yeah. out to Issa Rae. I think she's doing amazing things right now. Absolutely. Shout out to Issa Rae. We uh, interviewed Issa Rae years ago back in the beginning back in the awkward black girl Did days you? yeah like when she was doing the kickstarter we how yeah, dope was that really dope and it was in you know she probably don't even remember me no more but if you listen to east and you remember you know holler at me again <laughs> but um no but she she was you know and it was in the beginning right so she was she was what i like about it is that the isa i talked to then seems to still be the isa that i see now obviously i don't know her personally right. but but she gives you that girl next door vibe and just humble just humble and normal and just having fun, right? right? Just a person out there having fun. So shout out to her, all the success in the world, man. Um, she's she's doing it real big. And you know, when we talk about insecure, most people get caught up in the Lawrence and 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 Issa thing, right? Where you team Issa, or you team Lawrence. Which you know. team are you? Go ahead, Yang. I'm ahead. team Look, Lawrence, actually. Yeah. I, well, wow, that's that's incredible because I feel Lawrence more than people. Get, I don't think people are giving him an opportunity to see his side of the story, even though we're right. talking about fictional characters. But, like, you know, so I don't want to claim Team Lawrence because, like, saying Team Lawrence is like saying you Hotep or Team, you know, misogyny or something like that. It's right. just weird how Twitter reacts to this, right? So I'm not, you know, I'm not Team East or Team Lawrence, but I will say that, like, some of the things that Lawrence is doing, some of the things that he's gone through, I completely understand it, and I understand his reaction to it, and I don't think that Issa's reactions are all that much different than Lawrence's reaction. I right. think that's the point of the There's show. There's a lot of similarities in them both, actually. I feel yeah. like Lisa, Lisa <laughs> Issa is representing mm-hmm. more of the... It, I don't know, it's weird, because sometimes I feel like when I see her, I see male sides of her, mm-hmm. where males should be able to relate to some of the things that she's doing, but mm-hmm. because it's being delivered, or the approach is coming from a woman, it's right. different. Whereas... Some of the things that Lawrence does, I relate to him more in a female way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And yeah, I don't know like if the writers it. are doing that on purpose. I'm or... sure they are. Because I think those writers are brilliant. I think they do things that are that are brilliant. I can go on and on about some of the little tricks they do, how they throw a, a Frank Ocean lyric in almost every episode. There's an article that, that shows that. Really? They, yeah, they throw a Frank um, Ocean lyric almost in every episode. There's been a Frank Ocean lyric. I might so have to like, go back yeah. and, go, and, and do my research on These that. These are brilliant writers, like like brilliant writers so it could that could be the case i think they're just flipping the the norms right like right. so the things that a guy is supposed to do lawrence doesn't do them right you know what i mean the things that a, a woman is supposed to do Issa doesn't do them right. and i love that part right but also some things that a guy would do 
in these situations, Lawrence does, right? Like when it comes to being cheated on and all that, and like men, we react differently to that. You know right. what I'm saying? We, 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 and we could get into why another, you know, another day. But, you know, I just think it's, it's brilliant. It's just, it's written brilliantly, and, and, and I love the show. But one storyline that gets attention, but of course, it's, you know, with the East and Lawrence thing, they're the main characters, they're the two stars of the show. I would say, well, eh. East is the star of the show, but you know the the two biggest right. The narrative right? is really right. Started with the whole Issa and Lawrence relationship. Absolutely. Now the season is them breaking up. Right. But there's an interesting yeah yeah there's, there's, yeah there's this this Molly thing, man. The Molly thing is probably the most interesting thing that's going on. Yeah. With Molly and and Dro, Dro is I guess her you know her good friend from back in the day. All their good friend and Dro is married. And um, Dro reveals to Molly that he's in an open relationship with his wife mm-hmm. and express interest to Molly that he would like to um, indeed uh, hit that thing. <laughs> Molly seems it seemed interested in indeed taking that thing. So um, they did that thing. And and look how, and look how messy this mess. is getting ready to turn <laughs> out. Like, come on, Molly, you had to be smarter than that. First yeah. of all, I'm starting to really feel like um, what's the wife's name? Candace. Yes. I don't think Candace is really fully aware at all about this so. open marriage that they had. I don't know. I'm starting yeah. really to think that Dro yeah. kind of lied to Molly. Me too. And now Molly's so caught up. Me too. Me too. Me too. I think I think Dro is lying his ass off. Yeah. I don't think I he think, wanted it so bad. He literally pulled out all the stops. I mean, that was real. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever. Yeah, that's a pretty clever. Uh, what do, what would you call that excuse? Probably yeah. But look, maybe maybe okay. Let's 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 dissect this thing, right? Maybe Dro is lying, but maybe it's not as big of a lie as we think it is. Now, here's what I mean by that. Interesting. Maybe they are. Maybe they do have an understanding. Him and his wife. Maybe he's cheated before, right? He seems like it, it seems like on the show he travels a lot. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's cheated. Maybe him and his wife came up to, with some sort of understanding where it's like, look. I know you're going to do your thing every now and then. You just need to let me know because I'm tired of catching you like this or something, which I don't agree with. I yeah, wouldn't I was going to say, how the hell do you rewrite the rules of marriage? Now? Well, I mean, if they're, if he's telling the truth, they've rewritten, rewritten the rules of marriage. If he's being completely honest and they're in an open relationship, I know those things exist, but that's still technically rewriting the rules of marriage because right. they're saying we can sleep with whoever we want. So to me, what is the exact, the whole purpose of marriage is so that, or how I look at it, mm-hmm. so I can have him mm-hmm. and he can have me and we have each other by ourselves. Yeah. That means there's nobody else on this marriage or relationship train. Whereas, like you said, these are, look, it's 2017. Mm-hmm. Things are just spicing up. People yeah. are just tripping. Yeah. I mean, to each his own. Mm-hmm. But it just seems really weird that you would wait until you got married to now want to have an open relationship because you could divorce them. Yes. But then you, so, man, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Okay. Ladies that are listening, people that are listening, Adam is not in it, not necessarily a supporter <laughs> of open marriage. He's playing devil's advocate because, like Danny says, that's what Aquarius do. All right. So, the thinking could be that I'm in love with this person, but I'm. it is very difficult for me to only want to sleep with one person for the rest of my life. That's and there bullshit. could be, all right, I'm with you. There could be a mutual agreement amongst the two. There are people who are in open marriages. Mm-hmm. Like these exist, right? Right. 
in the line of thinking could be, well, we're being, re- you know how people say I'm being realistic. Like, you know, sleeping with one person for the rest of our lives. Right. Is not we're being realistic. Honest. Right. We're living in our truth. Right. <laughs> so that could be the case. So Dro and his wife could have that understanding. Why I think Dro is lying is because I'm not sure his wife, if they are in this situation, I'm not sure his wife wants him sleeping with a person that she knows. Right. And that they grew up with. And, and that, that they're they friends clearly had. With. Yeah, see, right. But what, that's what I mean by, so then what are the rules of this unwritten marriage that you now have? Because yeah. now you're starting to get more into the details. Yeah. So we're open. Yeah. We know that we're going to be open. But yeah. then did you tell the person when you've been open? Like she yeah. doesn't really strike me as the type, like you said, that mm-hmm. when she was standing next to Molly, that she actually knew that, yeah, we're yeah. sharing the same man. Yeah. She didn't say how was it or anything like right. that. Like, like how does that work? You like how that left stroke go? <laughs> I really enjoyed the left stroke. You didn't, you didn't, how would you think about that girl? They didn't, you didn't bring none of that up. And he had to take her to the bathroom to do that. Now that, that kind of makes sense if he's in an open marriage, because you don't want the world knowing you in an open marriage, right? Maybe right. he told Molly that in confidence, Okay, you don't want, you know, all your closest friends to know that, oh, I'm having sex with Molly too and my wife. So he does the whole you walk out for I walk out first and you walk out later thing or whatever. Right. right? Which I did not understand why he had to actually tell Molly that. I mean, you're grown. You're Mm -hmm. sleeping with someone's husband, Mm -hmm. regardless of how open or unopen it is. Did Mm -hmm. you really think you all were both going to walk out of this bathroom with your messy hair? Walking would, back to the table. If I were in that situation, I would have told the same thing too. You better be safe to sorry. Exactly. But it's almost mm-hmm. like how are you even putting yourself out on the line and then always having to have him check you back to reality? So like now, you forget that you're not sharing right. this man. And that's yeah, the issue. That's, that's where the, it becomes messy. And that's the thing with Molly. So like we're talking about Dro and what Dro is what we think Dro is doing wrong. Here's what we know Molly is doing wrong. Once she's sleeping with a married man. Correct. And sleeping with her friend's husband. Two Molly ain't asking enough questions, in my opinion. Right. What do you mean you're in an open relationship? You saw her ask some questions. But the real questions, like, so what are the rules? How does she know about me? Does it? Maybe she feels like if I ask all these questions, I'm being pushy. Or that it actually solidifies that I'm... Because I think that she's battling with, am I really in this? Mm-hmm. Is this considered cheating? Because mm-hmm. then they also had that sidebar situation with her mom and dad where right. it was revealed at some anniversary dinner that her dad had cheated and the mom yeah. took her back. So I think she's having her own identity crisis in her head. She's looking right. for a man. Right. She's attracted to someone else's man. She's finding out right. that her black love, this image of black love and black marriage has been uh, totally it. right. So it's. Mm-hmm. I think she's just going through a lot. And I do agree. She didn't ask enough questions because mm-hmm. she's an attorney. Right. Clearly, she's highly intelligent. Yeah. She shows that on the show every week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think she dropped the ball on this one. But she's human and she's been flawed since season one. Right. And even at the, the, the narrative of what's going on in season two, we can't forget what she went through in season one when she was basically, I won't call her a nymphomaniac. That's extreme. But she was very sexual. Right. Sleeping with whoever, trying to find the perfect man, you know. Um, Which is what a lot of men do. A lot of people do. Right. And and I'm not, so that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it in the sense that she's wrong because she's a woman doing it. Right. I'm just saying that this particular character had been going through some stuff. So now she finds herself, when she, when the season starts, she's supposed to be in this place where she's in a good spot. She's in therapy. She's trying to do all these different things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now she finds herself sleeping with a married man. And this is how the season is going to end. Yeah. Oh. But that's her. That's Molly. Right. Just like Lawrence is who he is, Issa is who she is, Molly is who she is. 
these are flawed characters, and that's why I love the show, and that's why I can't be team anyone. Because I you actually find it. yourself in right your past or your present, even your future self. You right. kind of see visions of that in everyone. And I right. like what you're saying, basically, is that they are staying true to themselves. Yeah. And they're so much more relatable than that. Yeah. Like, we could have a completely different story where she goes and finds the perfect doctor husband and goes yeah. and they, you know, ride off in the sunset. But how interesting <clears> would that be? Because that's not really realistic to the rest of us. I mean, this ain't no Tyler Perry shit. There's no one-dimensional characters in here. You know what I mean? And that's Amen why I say, I, yeah, for real. And that's why I like about the show, again, that they're... They're all flawed. I can be Team Lawrence, but I could say, yo, Lawrence was wrong for that. Like, Lawrence, when he went and slept with Issa, that wasn't, I thought that was wrong. I mean, I think that was so predictable. Of were they together like five years? Yeah, and it makes were sense. Were they really trying to break up overnight and really be serious about it? Yeah, and, and it makes sense. You know what I mean? I mean, the things make sense even though they're wrong. You know what I mean? Issa's done wrong. They all done wrong, and that's why I say I like the show, and I think that is, um, Man, it's super relatable, man. I just think that it, you know, again, the writers are doing a wonderful job. And we're going to find out what's going on with Molly. You yeah, know what I mean? Season finale is tonight, actually. Yeah, it is. And and so when this show comes out, it would have already aired. So what I think we should do for the people that follow us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And follow us, opinion underscore AF. You know what I mean? Or you could tweet us individually, whatever, however you want to do it. You know what I mean? I want to know what y'all think about this one. Like, right. what's your thoughts on Molly? Especially when we're going to know, like, what the how the season is going to end. It seems right. like she's about to be doing something with this lawyer dude, my man from Get Out. Oh, yeah. Um, Rail? Yeah. Yeah. Seems you, like could tell that he, you could tell that he's kind of like winding, yeah. like, rain, uh, what is the word? Raining her yeah, in. Yeah, like raining her in, yeah. but she's so oblivious and so caught on right. trial. Right. However, she supposedly ended that. So we'll see yeah. how, which way that will go. And we don't know, you know, on the out right now, what's his name? Ray, Rail? I think that's his real name in real life. My Rail. man from Get Out. He seems to be like that classic, this is the healthy relationship. This is the guy you should be with. Right. But we don't know what bag he's going to be exactly. bringing to the situation, because right? Because the grass is not always greener exactly. on the other side. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we like Insecure. We're going to be talking about stuff like this much more on this here uh, podcast. All right, Danny, tell us about Sewell Cravens, man. Sewell Cravens is contemplating retiring. Mm. He was just drafted last year, might I add. Yeah. 22. Yeah. Confused. Yes. Doesn't want to play anymore. Yes. Yes. Uh, man, this one hurts. Definitely, because yeah. we need a safety. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you mentioned that he's a, he's a redskin safety. Skins were dependent on this guy. They thought he was going to be, you know, um, a, a, a diverse player. On the defensive side, a young guy, a very talented guy, showed flashes last year. But one thing about him that I, I, I'm not going to say I don't like, and we're going to get into this, is that he sat out with injury a little longer than I thought he should have, right? right. And that kind of brings up this entire scenario. And the, the scenario and the question of whether, you know, NFL players, obviously they play a dangerous game, right? We right. all know about CTE. We all know about you know, long-term injuries. We're seeing players that were some of our favorite players of all time turn into older men and literally shoot themselves in the head because of head injuries and because of, you know, just in all sorts of shit. So as a fan, I'm, I'm upset because we need Sua today. Right. Right. But as a compassionate person and as a person that just wants to, you know, just a, just a guy looking at another person trying to live a life. 
I want him to be healthy. The thing is, we don't know if that's why he's retiring. Right. We don't, we really don't know. It was just speculated. I think or thinking was, about retiring. So, right. Yeah. Um, I think his desire to play was in question. Mm-hmm. However, Gruden has come out and said that he's seen this guy on tape. He's mm-hmm. seen, you know, film from college or whatever. And he said that he does play with um a lot of intensity. Yeah. However, this guy, this is a kid yeah. here yeah. who's been injured, who's yeah. had a head injury, yeah. who may not want to play anymore yeah. it might not be about the money we don't right. really know right now they're just saying personal issues so we mm-hmm. don't really know what that really consists of but it is disheartening to know that you know you were drafted this is something that you've been playing all your life when yeah. i would want to know when did the the light bulb go off what yeah. actually happened yeah yeah he is a kid um we don't and that's the weird thing about it for me and just trying to look into it um we don't know if it's about money, which I don't think it's about money, because if it were, he'd want to play and he or he'd be holding out for a contract right. or something like that. We don't know if it's about injury and safety or is it about passion? Right. Right. Money, I would have a major problem with injury. I have zero problem with passion. I have some problem with. I have a pa- I have a problem with that. Yeah. I yeah. think you need if you're going to be playing out on the field. Right. Again, we just said this is a very violent and barbaric mm-hmm. sport. Mm-hmm. I think it was Josh Norman who was quoted saying something to the effect like, look, this guy could actually get hurt out here. And right. I never really thought about that. Yeah. You have other grown men mm-hmm. with high intensity football IQ, very mm-hmm. high passion, maybe equal yours, maybe more than yours. The mm-hmm. last thing that you want to do is put yourself out there on the island by your damn self. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. even leave room for you to get further hurt, if that right. if if the injuries and the the head injuries, if that's really what this this is what what this is leaning towards, right? Me. No, you good, good, yeah. I, so, but again, we're assuming with the injury aspect, and I'm trying to. It, there was an article I read. No, was, I'm sorry, there was a live stream I saw, so I can't pull it up of him talking about how he can't express himself and this, that, and another, and see. That to me, if that's the reason, if it's about him wanting to express himself and wanting to do something else, then the reason why I would be upset with him is because your job is to play football, right? Right. But your job also, I would think an unwritten rule in your job is to try to look out for the best of the organization. So if you knew you didn't have the passion to play or you were thinking you didn't have the passion to play and it had nothing to do with injury or anything like that, maybe something to do with injury, but mostly about, I just don't want to be associated as a football player anymore. The NFL doesn't let me express myself. I want to be able to do more and be more and blah, 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 blah. Then you don't wait the week of week one to retire because here's the or think about retiring and then convince him not to retire for the moment. So I think he's on like a 30 day um, non injury um, list, which I think is more business for excuse me, Uh more business related than anything. Explain that because I feel like he might have to get some of that moolah back. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get a check from us. Right. Decide halfway or, like you said, before mm-hmm. the season that even starts that you no longer want to play mm-hmm. and then take your cash and go on. I don't think it works that way. No, and it shouldn't work that way. And I know NFL organizations are evil and players are, are you know, are perfect. But in this situation, like if you're a business and someone wants to quit on you the week before your big launch or your big, you know, um, 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 meeting or right. your your big whatever, right? Then I'm going to say, wait a minute, hold on. You supposed to be doing the job. I paid you for this job. Right. I'm gonna need that cash back. You don't just you, you signed a contract, buddy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So so on that aspect, and for me, you know, I watch them cut players because you have to cut players, right? 
I watched him cut Will Blackman and other guys who were out there. I watched him cut Nico Marley, a guy who was just trying to make the team because all he wanted to do was play football. Right. He has the passion. He wants to play and probably to play for a lesser contract. Not that that matters, but, you know, it matters to the team. doesn't matter to me. But there's a guy, there's guys out there that got cut. And so Cravens got his spot, played one preseason game, got hurt, got hurt. Early in the preseason game, has not played through the preseason, no. right? These guys bust their ass, played all through the preseason, played in that last preseason game that nobody barely watches, all to fight for a job. And they got cut, and that's just the rules of the game. That's how it goes. Right, that's just business. That's just business. But here's a guy who, you know, if I'm assuming it's because of passion or whatever, doesn't want to be on the team, then that spot could have gone to someone else. Exactly. And that's just me if it, if it has to do with passion for the game. Now, if it's about injury, it brings us to a bigger question about football in general. Right. And the future of football. And the future of football, because you have players that are retiring early, like 22, 23, 24 years old, because they've gotten head injuries. They've learned more about CTE and the effects of it, how it works and how it would impact them long term. You got players that are retired that are already saying, I'm going to donate my brain. So you can check it out. Players that have died, that have their brains um, um, examined. And you see CTE all in there. Right. You know what I mean? So the question is, is football a game? Let me ask you this. I ask it like this. And you're a huge NFL fan. If you have a son, are you letting your son play football? No, I would not. Mm. I have a nephew right now. Love him to death. Yeah. My brother's definitely not. Football's definitely mm. not the way. He's doing mm. T-ball, soccer, something yeah. else. Yeah. Me personally, I don't even see football being played the same way that it's being played now, no different than 50 years ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ahead of my time. I'm sure football wasn't played the same. I just don't think yeah. they've done a great job over the years of protecting a lot of these players. Mm-hmm. Um, the clauses in some of these union uh, contracts just does, it just yeah. seems really shady yeah. for, I mean, just imagine what you're getting, the sacrifices that you're getting from these players in this right. short span of a time. This is really just a millisecond of their entire life. If we're talking about yeah. someone that's going to live from zero to 100, Mm-hmm. To sustain that type of long-term injury with those type of effects mm-hmm. from a job you've only had from maybe five, ten years is very, very scary. And mm-hmm. a lot of these young kids aren't – the desire – I could see why the desire could be zapped out of him. Mm-hmm. Looking at how some of the play calling, the, some of the injuries that a lot of these big players are having to go through. It's a mm-hmm. brutal sport. Yeah. We can't really ask a lot of these guys to constantly put themselves on the line for our enjoyment. And yeah. I am getting to – a part where, you know, for as long as I can remember, I'm in my 30s, mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember, I've always loved football. I've always enjoyed watching it. But there's mm-hmm. something about it now that, like you said, you you start to put yourself in their shoes. I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see, you know, I'm not going to be on your deathbed. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the one that might have to, you know, feed you through a tube or, right, you right. know, hold your hand to the bathroom. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see my child go through that. I don't want to see someone that I know go through that, Mm -hmm. go through that. So playing devil's advocate, me too. I kind of was upset that um, you would, you would wait until this time of the season, only knowing that we need our defense. Yeah. You filled a a huge void that we needed. So from that standpoint, I was disappointed, but you're 22. We're starting to see numbers um, across the board in uh, the black community Mm and the young black community and Mm -hmm. with mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go get your mind right over here. Yeah, yeah. But wrapping this up, I don't think that I would welcome him back with open arms. Yeah. I I, think once the passion is gone for me. Yeah. And listening to that Josh Norman statement about, 
you know, the passion equivalent could possibly Mm -hmm. lead to a further injury. Mm -hmm. Why would we want you out there? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, you know, you bring up several good points. The the main one is about mental health and I'm a big advocate for mental health. Um, I, you know, I deal with anxiety and, and I know, and I've, I've dealt with depression personally, not, not necessarily for myself, but from close people that are very close to me. I understand it. Um, and you know, it's one thing that there's no real rhyme or reason to how you feeling about things. Right. right? So if you have a guy who is going through something at the end, we're assuming all of this, but if he is going through that, then, then I I support him 100% because I want him to be healthy. Um, to the question about playing football, um, I did play football when I was younger I agree with Josh Norman 100%. If you're out there, it's like, you know, I don't want to compare it to being in war. I actually hate that comparison. But it's if your head is on a swivel and you're, and you're out there nervous, then you're going to get hurt. Right. Because you're not being alert. You're not playing. You have to play. You have to be focused in order to play that game or you will literally get hurt. So I agree with Josh Norman 100%. My brother played football for a few minutes, was out there with his head on a swivel, told him to stop playing. Mm-hmm. Would I let my son play football? Probably, but not until he was a high schooler. You would let him make his own decision? I would support his decision after doing a lot of research on some things, like meaning the team and the league that he's going to play in, right? right? What kind of safety precautions do they take? I know they train the kids a little bit differently. I know they don't even let them play tackle football until a certain age anyway. Um, so probably, um, do I think the NFL would be around – or be the same 50 years from now, that's very difficult for me to answer. You're right about how it was in the 60s when you could literally punch a person basically and right. slam them on their neck and all this type <laughs> of shit. It's completely different, right? But I think that um, there's only but so much protection you can do in a naturally violent sport, right? Boxing is what it is. MMA is what it is. Football is what it is. Rock Rugby is what it is, right? These are, these are contact sports. Hockey is what it is. You're going to get a lot of concussions. People are going to get hurt because they're contact sports and you can't do but so much to protect the players. Now, did the NFL drop the ball drastically in a a very shady way with not letting players know about CT and all that for their business bottom line? Absolutely. What they were trying to do is do some, and this is not me defending them, they were evil for this shit. I'm keeping it 100. They they were trying to fix a problem without letting the players know the long-term ramifications of the problem right so they were like oh okay let's get some better helmets and stuff like that but don't let them know that if they get two concussions that they could be you know crazy when they turn 50 right so that was the problem but at the end of the day a player with the knowledge that we have now a player that decides to play this game pretty much knows what they're getting into right just like if you're a boxer that's why i can talk about floyd mayweather all i want right and how unentertaining he was how boring he was as a fighter to me Great technically, but boring as a fighter. But I can never, when Floyd Mayweather says, listen, I ain't in there to try to get hurt. I'm in here to, you want me to go into this this brawl like Ali? I don't want to end up like Ali. That sounds disrespectful. Right, the strategy the, is different, though. Right, that, but that sounds disrespectful on the level, on the, on the surface, right? Oh, you dissing Ali, but he's right. He don't want to end up like Ali. Right. He did that for his own personal health. So I can't get mad at a player for saying, yo, this is dangerous shit. You've never played in the NFL. You don't know how fast everything's moving, how fast these players are. I got hit by one dude, and it's the hardest I've ever been hit in my life, whether it, whether it be college, high school, middle school, whatever. I can't do this. Right. And I learned that if I, I, I just got a concussion and that could have long term, I'll, I'll never blame a player for that. The passion thing is another thing, but their health is, is one other. But I think that I don't think you can change the NFL 
but so much. I don't think you can change the game of football, but so much. It's a violent sport. Right. I mean, the only thing that we can really do from here on out is from the small age, Mm -hmm. just provide your kids with the research. You do the research, provide them, allow them to make their decision, but give them all of the, the, the pros and the cons up front. Right. right. Um, I doubt if the NFL goes to a flag football type of thing. Oh, hell no. That'll never happen. So, So maybe they might get hit with less viewership. Who knows? It'll be what they'll have is rules that'll make the game a little so more boring or just so, right and that that may happen but i don't even know if they'll let that happen to themselves it's hard to say i mean it's very difficult to say they've already changed a lot if you talk to a guy that's like 60 years old he'll tell you like this this, this right. shit is weak like it's not what they used to do so we'll see man i mean obviously this is something that we're gonna um be discussing a lot Yes, because football's back. Look at that. And it's right after that, we go, football back, baby. Yeah, let's watch some hitting the concussions, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, man. It's time for my favorite segment. Mine too. In the entire world. It's time for the WTF. Drum roll, please. Let's go. First candidate on the list this week. Lonzo Ball, oh number two draft pick for the Los Angeles uh, Lakers. Uh, <sighs> okay. By the size, you can already tell that we're not too happy with this story. However, if you're not familiar, he just recently made a statement on his family's new um, reality show where he basically said that Nas was outdated yeah. and basically was not hip-hop. Yeah, young man. If Nas isn't hip-hop, I'm not sure what you really classify He thinks hip-hop. Migos and Future. That's what he said. He says Migos and Future. And he look, he learned that talking from his dad. His dad, you know, the 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 ball brothers, I could chalk this up to young men being young men. They're like 19, 18, 15, I right. think, right? They're Kids. children, literally children, right? Like my they're children. Their daddy is the one the that, orchestrator. Oh my yeah. god, is the most annoying man <laughs> in the world. I you know, on one hand, I want to respect his hustle. I can I I get it. I know there are people that are going to be, you got to respect the black man trying to, I get it. I'm with it. You know, he's cool, but God, man, he talked too much. And now yeah. he got his sons talking and you disrespecting the goat. Well, maybe he's not the goat. Maybe Nas ain't the goat, but Nas is one of the I mean, the he goats. definitely contributed to okay. hip hop history. So before you go and mention Migos and Future. Hey, don't disrespect the goat. Look, I'm going to need some of these 19 year olds to start respecting who we like. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing about like, okay, just because someone been it's and hip hop is the only one, only genre that does this. Like, just because someone been rapping longer than ten years doesn't mean that their music stops being relevant. Exactly. Like, Nas is still making relevant music, but again, we're falling into the ball trap. Right, and we don't want to. We don't definitely don't want to do that. They want us to talk about them. This is why they say stupid shit. This is why they have ugly ass shoes and there's a sneakerhead. I'm going to tell you, I don't give a fuck. Those shoes are ugly as shit. <laughs> tell them how you really feel. Tell them how I really feel. <laughs> ugly shits. Get them away from me. What's next? Uh, this <laughs> one's going to hurt real bad. So there's a new story this week. Ray Lewis um, does a real sport interview, I believe. Sit mm-hmm. down. Um, where he basically stated that him, as well as the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, were just getting ready to sign Cap to the Baltimore Ravens when... Cap's girlfriend decided to tweet out a tweet of the coach or owner and Ray mm-hmm. Lewis referring to the Django movie. <laughs> yeah. And somehow <laughs> just as the ink was drying on the paper, he somehow <laughs> just lifted it up. I don't buy that shit. Um, uh, look, you come for my man. I'm coming for you. Yeah. I really don't care. I do understand. However, that women do have a place, but don't tell me, don't tell me. Mm-hmm. Well, 
No, no, it's been stated that women yeah. should have a place supporting uh-huh. their men. So I'll say that with air quotes, a mm-hmm. whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't buy the story. I truly believe that there's no way that if you're really getting ready to sign this guy because you want to win, mm-hmm. that you're going to allow a tweet that went viral from someone that a lot of people might not have ever even met, seen, know about. Right. Say that this is the reason why you didn't sign this guy, given the climate of the situation going on right now. Don't believe it. Don't buy it. Ray Lewis, I'm starting to get sick of you. Okay. Um, what the fuck? I'm with you. Well, no. Uh, first, let me let me address the one thing. And you did, you know, I know you. I saw your air quotes, so I understand what you were trying to say. Now, it's not about a woman's place, um, at all. Like, you know, she has every right to 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 say what she needs to say. Um, first, I don't think this is the whole reason they didn't sign Colin Kaepernick at mm-hmm. all. I think it may have been the straw that broke the camel's back, which is unfair that the fact that there was so many, you know, straws on that camel's back that this one thing did it. I do. I don't think it was the smartest thing to do if someone's trying to employ you that you just basically call them a slave owner and 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 you know they had the, what it was was the, the picture of uh, Stephen and um <laughs> it was it was Sam Jackson and, and Leo. They just replaced the heads and it was basically like you know uh, old master why you you know crying for his master or whatever. Right. Um, I mean, look, young. Cap deserves a job, um, and he should have a job, and hopefully he will get one, even though I don't think he will get one. And a the only thing I was really <laughs> looking, why I'm disappointed say. about this story yeah. is that even if this was okay, so let's go with your theory. Let's say mm-hmm. that whatever percentage that yes, this was a, a contributing factor mm-hmm. to why we didn't sign you. But you have yet to come out and actually say that you really don't want the distraction. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you just can't say that because that's what it would be. This mm-hmm. is another distraction. This is another issue that you want to get further away from. I'm just having a hard time. Well, and maybe I need to sit down and actually look at the full Yeah, interview. I'm about to say because Ray, race has said that a couple of times. It's just that whether we agree that it's a distraction or not is the, is the real issue. We don't agree that it's a distraction. They think it is. I think they're wrong for thinking it's a distraction. Right, because everybody has dirt, might I add. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. He, he, he is very far from perfect. Nah. He himself also has a story. And I just feel like, mm-hmm. come on, don't don't nobody want to hear that. Don't nobody want to hear that the ink was about to dry and somehow you literally, <laughs> after seeing this tweet, just decided that we're not going to employ this man. This woman has, so this tweet has so much weight on it. Like, that's not the full story. NFL so, owners have feelings too, Dan. Nah, come on. They don't matter. What's next? Mother Nature and hurricanes. Like, what the fuck? I know, man. On a serious note, we want to send out our prayers and condolences to anyone that is affected or is potentially will be affected by the hurricanes we received this week. Hurricane yeah. Irma, Hurricane um, Harvey. Yeah. I mean, look, it's 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 a weird time we're living in. Um, global warming is real. It definitely is real. You know what I'm saying? Number 45, it's real. It's very real. Um, we should pay attention to these things. Um, you know, we've already seen the impact of Harvey. And again, if you want to donate anything, man, they, what they need is money. Find a credible, credible organization. We'll try to list some in the description of some ones that we trust that you should send money to. Um, and they need those things. They need as much help as possible um, um, down there in Houston. As far as Florida goes, by the time the show airs, um, we're going to see what the devastation and impact right. is. Prayerfully, it won't be that big. But Cuba and other um, um, out in the Caribbean, they've already been devastated. So they need our help as well. If you're in Florida... I hope you had an opp- opportunity to um, um, get out of there. If you are, um, if you weren't able to get up out of there, 
Um, just be as safe as possible. Yes, we're praying for and you. And we are praying for you, and we're going to try to help out as much as possible, man. But, yeah, that has to be the biggest WTF what the fuck of the year. Yes. Let's keep those at a minimum. Yeah. Please. Please. Yeah, man. Please, man. I mean, you know, in one week we have two hurricanes. We got a damn earthquake in Mexico. Yeah, there's just a lot going on. It's a whole bunch going on, man. And, um, you know, I ain't trying to push religion on people, but if you're a praying person, you know, just pray, man, and, 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 and try to help out as much as you can. Seriously. Right. Because you never know when you might need it. Yeah. Yeah. We in D.C., we don't get a lot of hurricanes and natural disasters, but anything can happen at any time. Shit, you never know these days. For real. <laughs> no bullshit. We get like two tornadoes and a damn typhoon, and there we go. And I'm just saying, like, you know, you just never know what to happen, right? So, you know, just, just keep the prayers up for those people um, down there, man. And, um, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, definitely what the fuck. All right, that was episode two of the Opinionated as Fuck podcast. You feeling good, Dan? You feeling, feeling real good. You like this? Definitely. You like talking and, and sharing Man, your voice? I'm excited. Football season's back. Yes. Basketball season will be falling up right after that. We're yes. going to have so much stuff to talk about because the yep. world is so cray-cray right now. Yeah, and there's all sorts of TV and pop culture stuff to talk about, man. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Our first yes, week thank went you. very well. Follow us on Twitter and IG opinion underscore af that's opinion underscore af follow us on facebook opinionated af i'm adam butler i'm pretty little danny pretty little danny on yes. instagram and twitter yep, yep. msr underscore adam on instagram and twitter and until next week we are out of here peace